Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with a word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blaine, and as always, I give God praise, glory, and honor for being here with all of you on this episode number 299 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, I'm here to talk about social media, but in in what way? Hmm. You know, let's take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, and settle on in. Blaine encourages you, is coming to you with the ill effects of social media, 2023 edition. That's what's coming up next. everyone. We are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I'd love to take a few moments to establish protocol. Whether you are a longtime listener or a first-time listener, we are so elated and we give God praise for you choosing BlendCouragesYou.com as a source to get your encouragement through the Word of God. And if you have not already done so, I'd love for you to consider making our relationship permanent. How do you do that? Well, let's start with where are you listening from today? Are you on the blendcouragesyou.com site? Perhaps you're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podfriend, Podcast Guru, Player FM, Overcast, there are a myriad of different platforms where blendcouragesyou.com can be accessed. So whatever that platform is, wherever that is, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And guess what? That gets you in as a part of the BCU family. Welcome. Hey there, BCU fam. Blend from blendcouragesyou.com here with your podcast on the go. And yes, today's chat is all around social media. And let me be the first person to say that I thank God for social media and for how he has allowed it to be a blessing uh, in my life. And I'll explain all of that in just a bit. So what I'd like to do is talk about social media, give you a definition or two and a couple of examples I'd like to talk through some of the top social media sites. And then I'd like to talk about how, if we are not very careful, that social media can interfere with our cognitive or our thinking processes. So let's start with what social media is. Now, I realize that many of you that are listening are thinking, well, I already know, Blen, what it's about. Let's do an official definition, and I'd like to talk about a, a little bit of an evolution from my perspective. So, info media or investopedia rather.com defines social media as a technology that's computer based that helps to facilitate the sharing of ideals, 
thoughts and information through virtual networks and communities. Now, one of the earliest social media platforms that I can think of, and I am totally dating myself here, is MySpace. Some of you all may remember MySpace. Oh, the kerfuffle that <laughs> that MySpace started up. And it was a site where people could get together of like minds. I believe that music was launched from there. And because we didn't know much about it and there were so many different things that were probably good about it, uh, at the time that I heard about it, there were some other things that weren't so wonderful. It was something that was a little scary and that we did not want our children to be a part of. Now, what also was one of the earliest social media platforms that I can recall too around the MySpace time and probably a little earlier than MySpace. Yeah, earlier than MySpace was AOL. Now that's America Online. I believe that they are still in business. I haven't checked. And they had what were called virtual chat rooms. And depending on what your topic of interest was, you could hop into those chat rooms and chat with people all over and you would share all types of information. And I can remember one such chat room. Uh, it was a church chat room. And we would get in at different points and times throughout the day. I know for me it was evening because I was working during the day. And we were on computers, BCU fam. So we were still on landlines and this is where you came in. You uh, went to your computer. I know, <laughs> where you dialed in and you had to have a, a, a de dedicated landline uh, to be able to dial into these chat rooms and it would tie up your phone where you could not get any phone calls or, or whatever the case would be, your line would be busy. And I know I would spend so much time in these chat rooms with different people all over, I would say the United States, and I'm not even sure if I knew some people worldwide. Now, what I will also say is, is that in the chat rooms, while I met some people that were probably a little, not as, they were a little peculiar, I'll put it that way. I did meet some amazing people and believe it or not, we are still acquainted to this day. And one such person is my best friend and that's Kenya. Uh, we met years and years ago and uh, we have been uh, close friends ever since, all because of us connecting uh, all of those years ago. So now social media has definitely evolved from uh, MySpace and from the platform of AOL chat rooms to now we have dedicated places such as Facebook for those who are more of the classic social media users. There is TikTok and YouTube there is Snapchat, which doesn't have as much popularity these days, although it is still something that's used. There's Facebook Messenger, Instagram. There is WhatsApp and Telegram, and those are in no specific order. Also, we cannot fail to mention Twitter and Pinterest, just depending again on what it is that you like. Now, with those social media platforms, and those are some of the largest, there are 2.96 billion users 
And I believe that that is roughly about 60% of the population of the world. So suffice it to say that almost everyone is on social media. Now, what can happen, BCU fam, if we are not mindful of the time that we're spending and how it affects our minds is that it can cause what's called a cognitive bias. And very basically speaking, cognitive bias is, it's really an error in our thinking process. And it happens when we process and interpret information in the space around us. And because we are processing it with very little information of what's in front of us at that moment, it can affect our decision-making, our judgment, and how we do things. And it's, it's not always in the most positive way. Now, dailyinfographic.com, and I'll put a link into the show notes on the blendcouragesyou.com site, talks about different ways that social media can actually affect our cognitive bias or our thinking and judgment. And I'd like to go over some of that with all of you. Now, the first thing that's listed is FOMO, which stands for fear of missing out. And what that says, BCU family, is that this person says that if I'm not constantly checking to see what's going on, I may miss out on something important. Now, I want to pause here for just a minute because uh, FOMO or fear of missing out is not just related or just didn't start with social media. I can remember this from when I was younger. Uh, interestingly enough, I, I remember this story from a neighbor friend of mine. So uh, I grew up in this wonderful neighborhood um, and all of us kids uh, would come outside and play and whatnot. And I can remember one of my childhood friends named Serena and we were talking about naps. Now, I think we probably were around seven, eight years old at the time. I'm not 100% sure. And you know that naps were a part of our lives. And I don't know any children, or let me say this, say it this way. I know very few children who enjoy naps. <laughs> very few of them. I like them as an adult, as a child, not so much. And Serena was really spot on when she said what she said. We were talking about naps and how we, we disliked our parents making us take them and whatnot. And she said, I don't like to take them because I feel like if I go to sleep, I'm going to miss something, right? Uh, many of us know that feeling. So it's the fear of missing out. So how that translates to social media again, is that if I'm not always checking or clicking on that notification or scrolling through to see what's going on, I could miss out on an important announcement. And then what? And what we say to that BCU fam, as far as the scripture is concerned, is that whatever it is that God wants us to know, he will urge us to take a look at what is important. One, one of the things that I love about God is, is that he's not going to have us miss anything. My Lord, I thank you in here today that we're supposed to see if we're in tune with him. So if we have taken the time to acknowledge him, in all of our ways, as we've been talking about over these past few podcasts, and if we are listening to what the Spirit of God says, and if we're obedient to it, 
There is nothing that we will miss. The Lord does not withhold anything. No good thing will he withhold from those that walk uprightly before him. So we don't have to fear missing out because the Lord has all of everything under control. What we want to do is make sure that we're in the right place to hear what he's saying. Now, one of the other things that happens if we are addicted to social media more than we should be is expectation of availability. And what that means is is that anytime you get a message, see a post, see a reply to a post, send an email, instant message, whatever it is, that you are to reply to it straight away without any delay whatsoever. Now, while I realize, BCU fam, in certain situations, we may need to reply immediately for you know a job offer, if something is going on with a loved one, or if there's a situation that requires your attention, absolutely. So we definitely want to use wisdom where that's concerned, obviously. It's every other thing that we see. Are we setting up the expectation that we are supposed to reply immediately? And... Here's where I draw a line because if I replied to everything as soon as it comes through, then that means I'm stopping what I'm supposed to be doing. Amen. So if I am at work and my primary task when it comes to work is is that I, I train or I facilitate, if I stopped facilitating for every message that I saw for every email or instant message that I received or every post that popped up because I got a notification, then that means I'm not doing what I am actually being paid to do. And that is not the way that the Lord would have us to do our work. Anytime that we're working, our work is to be as unto the Lord and not as unto man. And that's in Colossians chapter three, right around verses 23 and 24. So while I'm not saying that we can't check things from time to time, because I do that, so I certainly don't want to give the impression that I don't. Uh, We don't want to be in a constant state of checking and replying, not checking, but replying uh, all of the time to everyone. And we want to reset that expectation. I know that many people feel like, you know, if I send an instant message, you're supposed to answer me right back. And here's my thought, BCU fam. If I am on the business for the Lord, whether I am at work doing something, whether I'm in prayer, whether I am at the grocery store, if I am in a conversation with someone else, if I'm witnessing, if I'm just enjoying uh, my friends or family or talking to someone randomly, I do not have to respond to your message straight away, especially if it's not an emergency situation. And what I will say, at least in my case, is that, and many of us, let's just be honest, these are not emergency situations. What it is is that the person on the other end of the message feels like they should have your full attention. And there are times, BCU fam, where we need to be present. So we need to reset the expectation of availability with our friends, family, loved ones, and anyone else that might be contacting us on our phones that we may not be readily available. And as soon as we are able to, uh, then we will respond back accordingly. All right. One of the third things or one of the things on the list, and this is number three, I should say, is catastrophizing. 
And I find this one to be interesting and probably one of the ones that comes up most when it comes to uh, cognitive biases, where you may send a message, you may post something, you may post a reply, and that person does not reply to you in 10 seconds or less. So they are not responsive moment for that moment or maybe for not quite some time and then our minds start to wander and I I see this one BCU family oh my goodness and it, it, it's something that I really have to ask the Lord to help me to not be as reactive to when I see it <laughs> because of what I've heard so I, I know of someone who who actually does this quite a bit and when the person doesn't respond what are they doing why haven't they responded uh, they they must be upset. They must be mad. They must not have liked what I said. They they probably are thinking about the time that I stepped on their foot five years ago, and now they don't want to respond to me because they're they're bringing this up. And all of these kinds of things, their minds start going, 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 as and and just trying to fill in the blanks as to why the person isn't responding. And it could be BCU fam from what I just said in the expectation of availability. Not everyone has their phones. And if they do, they're not obligated again, unless it's an emergency to respond to you right away. So why do we let our minds go to a place where we're starting to really think evil thoughts of the person who has not responded to us. Lord, I thank you. The Bible lets us to know that in our hearts, in Matthew, I believe it's chapter 15, uh, maybe around verse number 12, if memory serves correctly, that out of our hearts proceed evil thoughts. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 reminds us that love thinks no evil. So if someone has not responded to us, it's not in our my, should not be in our minds to automatically say something that is unflattering un, or untrue. Uh, what we want to do is leave it in the hands of the Lord and allow the Lord to work it out. If it's that big of an emergency, if it's that big of a deal and you need an answer right away, then maybe you need to call the person. But before that BCU fam, uh, we need to learn to give the benefit of the doubt. And what love does, love is patient and it's kind. And love, when I say it's patient, it means it's going to wait. Ooh, Lord, I thank you. Love will have you to wait. Wait before you think the wrong thing. Wait before you say the wrong thing. Take it to the Lord in prayer. We should not get worked up in an emotional froth over something that we have no idea about. And by the time we have all of this thinking and filling these blanks the wrong way, then uh, by the time the person gets back to you, you're irritated and you respond in an irritated way and it, it really just starts trouble. And that is a trick of the enemy and how he uses our social media to mess around with our minds and to fracture our relationships. So it's in our best interest to just be patient, to be kind. If it's an emergency, pick up the phone and call and say, listen, I really need an answer on such and such, if you would. And let's just go ahead and wait and, and have an alternative uh, if, you, if that person can't get to you right away. 
All right, let's see what else we have on the list. I think we have time for one more. Uh, and what I'll do again is make sure that I post this on the blendcouragesyou.com site because this is interesting. Now, keep in mind that the, the basics is what I'm talking about, and then I'm adding the scripture in. Uh, unfair comparison. Let's talk about that one last. Now, this example of this is, is that as we're looking at the pictures and seeing the posts and looking at what the person has and, and what, what they possess, um, we can say something like, you know what, it always seems like they are going away someplace, you know, and here I am, I can barely, you know, put food on the table or I have to pay off these financial obligations and it's just not fair that this person has all of this money or all of this freedom or all of this time and they should share it and, and why should they have all of that and and why is it that I had to have this life and they get that life and we get caught up in that quagmire and the scriptures remind us that you know godliness with contentment is great gain and that's in the book of I believe first Timothy and what we want to do BCU fam is while it's okay for us to ask the Lord to bless us with with more, I also believe that we need to learn to be content, as Philippians tells us, as Paul told us, in the state that we're in. We have to practice being content. Thank you, Jesus, because in that practice, that brings us to a state of humility. And the Bible lets us to know that in Luke chapter 14, that those who are, are humble, they will be exalted. So when we're comparing, that's really a form of pride. And there's really some um, covetousness there where we want something that someone else has. We feel like we deserve that. That's, that's an envious spirit. And that should not be in the children of God. And, and if we find that creeping up, and it can it can, if we find it creeping up, this is where we have to ask the Lord to help us to be content where we are and that we want to humble ourselves and say, you know, Lord, I really would like to be able uh, with your help to do better financially or to uh, take a vacation. The Lord is okay with us taking a vacation. Amen. We can do that. Or I'd like to be able to uh, be more uh, responsible with my finances so that I can do other things and, and take a vacation and give more to your service or to be able to be a blessing to someone who's homeless or whatever it is. And if we are sincere because the Lord knows our hearts, he'll bless us to get to that point. And until then, he'll sustain us with what we have and he'll help us to manage our finances so that we're able to give, so that maybe we're able to go someplace or able to do something and uh, to, to his glory, to his honor, to his praise. And BCU family, ask me how I know. Uh, absolutely, he's done it for me. And I have had to learn some very hard lessons, you know, around being content. And I thank God for that because there was a time in my life and, uh, you know, even still from time to time where things were just, especially with me being a single parent when my daughter was younger, where financially I was in, a, I was in dire straits on more than one occasion. And I can truly say BCU fam, and I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it. There's a song that says that my soul looks back and wonder how I got over 
when I think about, you know, what was going on at that time and the income that was coming in and all the bills that I had and trying to raise my daughter. And there were times, BCU fam, where we did not have enough to eat. There were times where um, our utilities were in peril to be to be disconnected and even a couple times where it did happen and um I, I i am just so grateful to god and i was saved at the time these were in my early saved days and that there was a lot of struggle you know at that particular time I, my daughter was in daycare and trying to do that and, and pay rent and pay for a car and, and and everything that was going on there was just so much bcu fam but the lord is so good and I thank him for his patience with me and with helping me to straighten out my finances to help me to do better when it came to uh, giving my offerings and giving tithes and just managing with what I had so that you know at, at some point and I can't even tell you what when it was that things leveled out and that's a whole other story and I may have to tell that in a podcast I may have to do that on one of these days but nonetheless the Lord worked it out where things eventually leveled out where it wasn't a, as much of a struggle and I'm so grateful for that and I thank him because even in that time and this has nothing to do with me it's all him that he blessed me to continue to be faithful to him and to give him praise and it's not like I did not cry yeah, I tell you, I did a lot of crying and a lot of praying. And because of, of my relationship with him and because he loved me and because BCU fam, I was depending on him to help me. He did just that. So I thank him for it. And, and this is why I can thank the Lord, whether I'm abound or abased because of the time that him and I spent together. So it, the Lord can work it out where the material things and everything that everyone seems like they have it can just, it'll fade right away, BCU fam. And you'll look around at your surroundings and just say, Lord, thank you. I appreciate you for where I am right now. When I think about where you brought me from and where I am now, thank you. And if the Lord wants to give you more than absolutely, let's learn to be content in the state that we are in. Amen? Amen. Well, listen, BCU family, uh, that the, that all just blessed me, and I just thank the Lord. And what we're going to do now, before I get any further, let's pray. Father, in your name, Jesus, as we come before you today, Lord, we just want to say thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for being in the land of the living. We thank you, Lord, for the use and activity of our limbs, for us being able to think and reason. We thank you, Lord, that we are in a place where we have food in our mouths, Lord. We thank you for being able to eat today. We thank you, Lord, for the shelter that you've given us, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we are clothed. We thank you, Lord, that we are in our right minds, Lord. We thank you that we have a mind to serve you. We thank you, Lord, for these platforms where we can encourage one another. We just bless you, Lord. We just want to take the time to say thank you for many of us, Lord, that are going through things. Some of us are struggling financially. Some of us, Lord, are dealing with illnesses. Some of us have children that are ill, parents that are ill. Some of us are unemployed, underemployed. Uh, all of the things that are going on, Lord Jesus, some of us are dealing with anxiety. Some of us are dealing with what we talked about with social media, Lord, whatever it is. We just say thank you, Lord. We say thank you because we know that you're able to touch, Lord, even now. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for relieving someone's mind of the 
others. We pray, Lord, that you'll give them strength, Lord. We pray that you'll send healing, that you'll send strength, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you'll send help in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord. We pray that you'll calm down our minds. We pray, Lord, that you'll keep us, Lord, with our minds stayed on you because you'll keep us in perfect peace, Lord, if our minds are stayed on you. We thank you, Lord, that we're going to think of the things that are just and are lovely and of a good report and that are full of praise. Bless us, Lord, to take and capture every thought that we have, whether it's social media or any other way induced, and let us run those thoughts, Lord, by you. And if there are thoughts that are not of you, Lord Jesus, help us to get our minds back right so that we can function and reason and walk in who you have called us to be, knowing, Lord, that you are our help. You are a present help in a time of trouble. You are a strong tower, Lord Jesus. You haven't forgotten us. And all we need to do is reach out and hold on to your unchanging hand. 